0: Welcome to Foodie Time. I'm Jay Fettigan and this week I'll be talking with cookbook enthusiast Melissa Vaughn. Melissa works at the Bryn Mawr Bookstore in Cambridge, Massachusetts. If you're ever in Cambridge you should check it out. They've got a terrific selection and she's really knowledgeable. Melissa, thank you so much for being part of Foodie Time. Why don't we start with just tell me a little bit about yourself.
1: I was born in the sixties. And so I spent a lot of my formative years in the seventies. And I was one of the few little girls who had a mom that worked full time. And it's just fascinating when you can do things for yourself, whether it's cooking or laundry or fixing something, you know, so it's just one of those skills I was always interested in. And as I got older, you know, more complicated things got interesting to me. And then the science of it was also interesting to me.
0: I understand besides your your day job, you you mm-hmm. also uh, are, are work at the Bryn Mawr uh, bookstore. Is that correct? Yes.
1: Each volunteer has a section that they curate. And my section is cookbooks. Are
0: mm-hmm. cookbooks a good or bad gift choice?
1: I would say, unless you know the person very well and you know that they're particularly looking for that cookbook or that kind of cookbook that it's a bad gift idea. A lot of cookbooks are very lovely to look at, um, aren't very practical, uh, so I think because they're pretty to look at, uh, people love to give them as gifts.
0: What if I come up, with, if I give you a little list uh, and you could tell me or make any recommendations or thoughts that you have about cookbooks? Uh, for Sure. Uh, is there a good cookbook for somebody that doesn't know how to cook and might want to learn how to cook?
1: That's a very good question. And I, I get that a lot. Um, I, what's funny is I get parents coming into my bookstore and they, um, beeline to the, uh, joy of cooking, no matter what edition, which is interesting because mm. the, the additions over the years are very, very different. Right. And they also tend to buy up what they remember, like the Fannie Farmer Boston cooking school cookbooks. So mm. I would say those are the two basics. Um,
0: so people go back to the, what I would consider like the classics. So. Yes.
1: What, and what's curious to me is the things that I considered classic when I was younger, um, you know, we had Joy of Cooking, we had a few Julia Child cookbooks, and those are still big sellers, uh, the Julia Child cookbooks. We get a lot of donations of New York Times editors uh, cookbooks, so Craig Claiborne, Pierre Frenet, but nobody buys those, and I always considered those to be classics because they were broad, they were like upscale Joy of Cooking.
0: I remember when I was um, starting to to cook, say, in my 20s and 30s, Mm that a lot of people look down on books like the joy of cooking or Mm -hmm. the Betty Crocker cookbooks or is that still the case or you know I I never thought they were justified because sometimes you just need to you know you know uh, learn how long it takes to hard boil an egg it (laughs) really
1: depends on what you're looking for and um the other thing to consider I mean Yes, those were great books and they probably still are. I I still have um what was it a McCall's cookbook that my mother had because it's got hands down one of the best and simplest chocolate mousse recipes I've ever seen.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, I mean, you can always get something out of some cookbook.
0: And uh, what about um you know maybe a good cookbook for somebody that finds cooking intimidating?
1: I I have seen several um sort of cookbooks that are meant to hold your hand
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that are um, meant to be friendly. Mark, Mark Bittman, how to cook everything. That's a good one. I have a vegetable cookbook called vegetables every day. And it literally for every sort of common vegetable that you can find in the grocery store, it's got simple recipes.
0: Yeah. I, I have a nephew who's a vegan vegetarian and he was, uh, he's in his, uh, you know, mid twenties and he's living on his own for the first time. And my wife and I gave him a, a, an Asian cooking book because a mm-hmm. lot of vegan vegetarian yeah. cookbooks to, to my taste tend to be a little bland. Um, yeah. Do you have any, any, what would you do? for Well,
1: another way to go is, is an Indian cookbook. Mm-hmm. Same, same kind of reasoning. Um, this is a, a culture that lives on pulses and, and lentils and, and things like that. And has a lot of, um, mm-hmm. Lactose intolerance, same as East Asia, mm-hmm. and so if you want to find something general purpose that is ninety five percent vegan, you know you can't go wrong there.
0: Because I am not, uh, I'm not, a, I don't really use cookbooks. I'm not mm-hmm. a, I'm not a cookbook guy. Sure. I, 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 I like to use the. I'm, I'm not like a, like a baker has to follow a recipe and mm-hmm. beginning to end or everything is yeah. going to end up, you know, pretty terrible. Sure. Uh, but I, I tend to use cookbooks where it's just uh, because I want a reference for, uh, uh, you know, how many carrots do you put in versus onions versus mm-hmm. potatoes? How long do you stew, bake yep. a stew? <laughs> just the exactly. sort of basic stuff. Of course. What do you, how do you sell somebody maybe like me or who doesn't really use them or necessarily like cookbooks? What's, what's, what's the draw?
1: Well, it really depends. Like if you don't need them, don't buy them. That's fine. Um, there will come a time when you will need one if you're baking something, absolutely. Right. Uh, for proportions, I'm always pulling out Joy of Cooking to look at the proportions for basic things, you know, a beef stew versus something else. I, I find it hard to sell cookbooks to a lot of people because a lot of people are just going on the internet. To get recipes, um, the one nice thing about cookbooks is if you own them and you try a recipe and it doesn't work, you can put an X next to it in your book. <laughs> <laughs> you great. tend that's not to do book. that with, you know, there are no reverse bookmarks on the internet. So
0: right, that's a great tip. So, you know, Alexa and smart devices uh, certainly has had uh, a pretty big impact on the uh, on how everybody cooks these days, mm-hmm. uh, and. Uh, you know, but I can't help thinking that there's uh, there's also something that's lost
1: mm-hmm. in
0: in that besides the the bookmark thing. But you know, we have cookbooks that were my wife's mother's cookbooks or grandmother or and aunt, and they're you know they're they're handwritten notes in the margins and they're stains of you know and. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? I mean, do you think that oh, sure.
1: Um... Absolutely a nostalgia factor. We, um, my daughter and I have uh, things that we've cut out of magazines and are just sort of floating around in loose leaf uh, clear sheet protectors. Right. And, um, and we always know, you know, we have, and things that my mother wrote for me when I moved out of the house after college. And mm-hmm. we have those now in sheet protectors because they're getting worn, like the one on how to make... Um, meatballs is mm. completely soaked through with grease so. <laughs> but, but i can't give it up it's a great recipe again with proportions
0: well and it's a bit of a time capsule that's something that reminds mm-hmm. you of, of other experiences right. in time which oh yeah
1: I have a cheesecake food. sure cheesecake recipe from my grandmother who and she died young in, in her 50s and so that's sort of a treasured kind of thing it's a pretty basic cheesecake but it makes me think of her and it's written on her note on her note paper and all that so
0: that's great I mean because that seems to be something that you won't ever get in in a right. online uh, right. uh, and it it also I imagine has had uh, a financial impact on the writers and on the publishers of cookbooks mm-hmm. has this been a difficult time
1: I would think that the market, would tend to be considered glutted at this point. I think that's why you see so much specialization because everybody's trying to carve out a new niche.
0: So, Can you talk about that, about specialization and niches? What is that? Well, I mean,
1: for example, I've got a cookbook that's just about caramel, all about, you know, it's not just, it's not a baking cookbook. It's not a pastry cookbook. It's not a confectionery cookbook. It's just about caramel. So, can you imagine? It's a whole book. I, dedicated to caramel oh, I i've got one on just beans what to do with beans which is pretty funny because beans are just beans you know <laughs> a lot of people use them as filler like look at um the galloping gourmet who after i guess i don't know if it was he or his wife one of them had a serious health concern he, mm-hmm. he changed his whole act right. changed it all up and, and became a light sort of cook mm-hmm. and um that was his new niche um
0: my mother used to love the galloping gourmet on on tv and i think that she may have appreciated the fact that sometimes he would imbibe a little too much during uh, (laughs) (laughs) and i suspect that in your in your in the bookstore the the Bryn Mawr bookstore that um, you must come across some some that are i won't say crazy but uh, you know a little funny or do any of them strike you as like somebody really wrote this cookbook
1: well, I, you know, it's funny, um, people will inevitably just, you know, you're cleaning out your house, you're throwing books into a box, you're not looking, you're not sorting them, and so I will get boxes of cookbooks that will include things like their Oster Blender Manual from 1965, yeah. you know, because it's got recipes in it, you know? Right. <laughs> of I once got a very innocuous looking, it looked like an, an animated, you know, 50-page, self-published book on just potatoes how to prepare potatoes and I was about to give it to our downstream charity um and then I noticed that the forward was written by Truman Capote so, oh wow <laughs> so I said oh well I'm hanging on to that that's pretty interesting, that very interesting. <laughs> he, he did his he did his uh, chef friend a favor and wrote a forward to her potato cookbook so <laughs> the kinds of things I find I don't know Hard to deal with are all of the endless uh, fad diet cookbooks. Um, you know, it seems like the prevailing sentiment changes every five years. So it, the thing is, is that I think yes, we're all human beings, but I think our nutritional needs are are subtly different from each other. So no one size fits all, and and it annoys me that people write these things as though they are a cure all, and people will buy them out of desperation. So so i tend uh, not to sell those in my store so
0: this brings me to you know th- there are uh, a lot of cookbooks celebrity cookbooks uh, mm-hmm. that, that look to me like they're nothing more than a vanity project
1: yes i and, agree
0: and there have been some great celebrities like mm-hmm. vincent price for example was an excellent cook wrote great We,
1: we got one of his um, his cookbooks in the store and I was delighted and fascinated. It was, and you can tell who's got an understanding of food and who doesn't.
0: Right.
1: So yeah, I think.
0: And then I look at like Gwyneth Paltrow and her, I've I've looked at her. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, you know, I have a saying, you never trust the skinny people with
0: food. (laughs) It makes perfect sense. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The, um, the other thing that I think is fascinating about cookbooks and, and, and cooking in general is, um, and I want to ask you, you know, a lot of people explore different cultures through cookbooks and through their food, and which I, I hope at least is, uh, you know, can can kind of help people understand each other better. Do you think about that? Is that something that you, you, you've you experienced or? I
1: encourage it. The The thing that's Complicated is that um, I mean, yes, in Boston we're very lucky. We have a lot of r- regional markets that are um, ethnic and specific, and and we just have a lot available to us. But say you want to get into Ethiopian cooking, like where are you going to get injera? Are you going to make it yourself? <laughs> you know, <so>. right. <laughs> I find that with a lot of um, regional cookbooks from outside the United States, you're having to do a lot of
0: substitution. One of the things that I find often when I'm looking at recipes or whatever is, you know, not, I don't have some specific uh, ingredient. And the, is there anything? I don't know if there's a cookbook or anything that's like a slide rule of substitutions or you know. I, I think
1: there are um, substitutions. I'm not sure it's like okay, you don't have cilantro, you can use X. I think right. it's more like you you don't have butter, you can use coconut oil. You know, mm. so it's something in the same family. But I I think there are some things you can substitute and some you can't. I do find it hilarious when I read uh, comments on online recipes where someone says, "Well, I substituted applesauce for the eggs, and I used you know safflower oil instead of butter, and this just tastes terrible." <laughs> I'm like, well, of course it tastes terrible.
0: <laughs> right. Look at, look at what it's you, not, did. you
1: you've rendered it not food.
0: So. <laughs> but getting kind of back to the family cookbooks, it sounds mm-hmm. like you you have them yourself, where you. You assemble a notebook of uh, of your favorite recipes, either that mm-hmm. are torn out of magazines or or, mm-hmm. or passed on. You know, do you ever get anything like that? Do people ever pass those down onto to a bookstore or anything? These these binders of, well, of family recipes. I don't
1: get binders. I get a lot of books donated where things are tucked into the pages, either notes or um, something ripped out of a newspaper. I'd rest you know, because newspapers used to publish a lot of recipes. Right. So that's always interesting when you find ephemera that come out of the book that was donated. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I've, I do get. I'm going to call them charity cookbooks. You know, churches or um, what did they used to call them? Ladies' auxiliary clubs right. would publish them. Yeah. Um, and the thing is, they were they were good projects, good community projects, but. Mm-hmm that that doesn't mean that they were good food the 60s you'll get a lot of that weird 60s cocktail party food which nobody would eat now you know so
0: well there's a funny i don't know if you've seen it but there's a funny um <clears throat> a tiktok who uh, who looks up old recipes and then makes them online and <laughs> you know some of these recipes especially from the 60s that involved jello and jello, Jell-O the
1: and overuse Jell-O. of jello i mean it must have been a space age fascination that people had which i don't i don't get it i mean is fun to eat but i wouldn't eat celery jello but that was a very big seller
0: you know so. yes, no, I, uh, um, it 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 seems to me and I, I could be mistaken but it seems that cookbooks at least in america um uh, uh there seems to be a, it's primarily a women it, 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 who are writing the cookbooks, and uh, you know, is, am I am I mistaken with that, or is that seem-
1: um, you know? I mean, the joy of cooking was a, a grandmother, and then a mother, and then now the son has taken over. So this oh. third generation is is a man, and he's mm-hmm. in his seventies. I don't know if somebody's going to follow him, but. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I was looking up a, a, like MLK Fisher. And one of the things Mm -hmm. that I have always appreciated about her is that, uh, you know, the art of eating that it's, it it isn't, where do you think people fall in terms? I know that it seems to be two camps. I'll I'll try Mm -hmm. and simplify my question here. There seems to be two camps of people that, that cook because they love to eat
1: Mm -hmm. and people
0: that cook because they love the process of cooking. Right. And it seems that they're, are different styles of cookbooks that are focused.
1: Oh on. yeah. So yeah, there's all kinds of. I mean, we all eat, so there are there's all different takes on food. I think that's what it is. And there are people who are about the process. There are people about explaining the process. Um, but in the end, I think, I, I guess, yeah, it's a really good question. I see a lot of cookbooks designed more for entertainment use than home use um you know would you go all out and make julia child's bourguignon if it's just you i mean i would for me because i like it but right. not everybody would they would make it for a party though i sure. know you,
0: you were saying your 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 daughter has taken up cooking and that mm-hmm. uh, uh, that you recently I guess made jambalaya oh
1: no I made jambalaya when she was eight she's almost
0: know, could you tell me about what she's that was almost
1: like? 18 now and when she was eight I have two daughters and the older one wants nothing to do with cooking she'll make a few things just mm-hmm. to feed herself but the younger one is really into cooking and she makes probably the best focaccia I've ever had wow. I'm just amazing everything she puts her mind to it comes out great but she is fearless when she was little when she was eight I asked her to help me when I was making jambalaya mm-hmm she picked up 18 oysters and shucked them for me. Had never done that before. That's, you know, which is, I know adults who won't do that. I wouldn't. <laughs> she, <laughs> she cleaned a pound of shrimp for me, peeled and and took the vein out and everything. She cleavered up a whole chicken on the bone. She cleavered it up into small one-inch pieces with a cleaver, age At eight. eight years old? Yeah. Oh, my so, goodness. I know. She's just one of these Renaissance people that... Um, just learns all kinds of skills and that's just one of them for her
0: so oh, and it must be great to cook with her and, and it feel is like you're it's really i asset. mean
1: when she lets me in the kitchen <laughs> 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 she's definitely one of those people just get out of my kitchen you know which is fine <laughs> so. well
0: it's fine i have a, a 17 year i have two 17 year old twin boys but mm-hmm. one is very into cooking and um you know, uh, maybe as a response to me not using recipes, he only cooks from recipes mm-hmm. and follows everything to the letter. And I'm always having to order and buy all these unusual ingredients that I would have never used before. Well, wouldn't even think to use.
1: That's curious. Yeah. Um- I guess I mean I my comment on that would be if it's unusual enough that it's something you don't use normally, then yeah, I think you should follow a recipe because you don't know, right, <laughs> so right. you don't know how much of that to use, how much ancho chili powder you know or whatever. So
0: right, and he's he I I my mother was not a, a tremendously good cook, but my grandparents were great cooks, and I mm-hmm. learned whatever I learned about cooking from you know watching them in the in the kitchen. They were uh, both Italian from Italy. Mm -hmm. And uh you know, so they never used recipes or whatever. Mm -hmm. They just knew everything off the top of their head. And that was kind of sure. uh, Kind of how I how I learned how to cook.
1: My Italian relatives too. Yeah. But not my not my Irish
0: relatives. No, well (laughs) me either. That's I have Irish (laughs) and Italian as well. Um, So Given, I mean, guess, what are a lot of challenges in the market now, do, do you see changes coming for cookbooks? Do you see, is it, you know, is is online going to ultimately? So
1: I think you, like with any publishing, you're, you're going to see waxing and waning in the industry. And I think with something like cooking, you're going to see more waning because it, it's not like you're writing about politics and somebody wants a history or a... Uh, you know, a whole digest of what your thoughts are on this one particular thing. Um, you know, somebody will buy a book for that, but they won't buy your book on caramel because <laughs> you can look up caramel recipes. you can look up caramel technique. you can look up anything online these days.
0: One of the one of my um, kind of pet peeves when it comes to uh, to the online recipes, and I don't know if you experience this too, but it seems like you have to go through and read an entire war and peace of Mama's Appalachian life growing up before right. you get to, I mean, and it's like, like these people are paid by the word or something. I <laughs> think,
1: one, they are. And two, I think I have read, and I'm not sure if this is true, I haven't sourced it, but that they have to do that to prevent their recipe from being ripped off. Like it's considered protected um, work if mm-hmm. it's longer or if it's more words than recipe. So...
0: Do you have uh, uh maybe some favorite uh, cookbooks that you could recommend? Is there anything that uh, that stands out that, that for for people who who will be listening to this who who want to either start their own uh, cookbook uh, uh, library or mm-hmm. or you know or or are very interested and just are looking for more things to add to because uh, I know a lot of people it seems that people that have cookbooks. I right. have a lot of cookbooks. <laughs>
1: well, you know, and it's funny, I, I actually, I, I can show you mine if you want to see them. Sure. I do have a lot. Um, so we are in my pantry. I've got two levels of, of cookbooks here and they really span everything. I think it's good to have, uh, I like Julia Child's cookbooks. I think they're easy to follow. Um, I think she wrote for the home chef. I do think some of her original ones suffer from uh, a different food source than we have now. You don't have your butcher, and you certainly don't have the cuts of meat and somebody taking care over your cuts of meat like you do, like you did back then. Um, but she's good with basics in talking about how to do things. So. Any real basic Julia Child cookbook is great. This one is uh, from Julia Child's Kitchen. You know, of course, there's Mastering the Art of French Cooking. The Way to Cook is a great one. Um, if you want to talk Italian, I love Marcella Hazan. You just can't go wrong. I've got all of her cookbooks. This is one of my favorites Marcella's Italian Kitchen. It's just fantastic. It's just good, simple Italian cuisine with very fresh ingredients.
0: Looks well loved.
1: Yes, yeah, <laughs> it is. If you want to make pasta from scratch, Giuliano bujali he's very, very precise. Uh if you want to talk science, cookwise by Shirley courier or the Cooks Illustrated people have also put out a good compendium on food science, which is really good. What
0: What do you mean by for people that don't understand? What do you mean by food science?
1: Food science. You know. Do you know why an egg turns white when you cook it? Do you you know why you do certain things a certain way? Uh, why certain cooking techniques uh, have to be precise? Hmm. Um, how you keep I don't know things from getting bitter for example, when you're cooking them, Um, food science book. Fantastic. Uh, Let's see. Oh, Carol Field. Baking. If you want to make any kind of Italian sort of baked goods, Carol Field. Fantastic. I love Carol Field's books. Great. If you want to be very precise if you wanted to make your own wedding cake let's say or something extremely precise rose levy Baronbaum can't go wrong cake bible she also has a pie bible too i think i don't have that one though um that's probably good for now i mean i have lots and lots of cookbooks they're all different specialties and things hold on i found with regional cookbooks that you don't have to go with one person over another. I think it's exciting enough to to get out of your rut within, you know, look into a cuisine that you don't really know too much about. And really the biggest challenge will be finding equivalents to what they have in the recipe. You know, there's a specific ham that they sell only in China. So you're going to have to approximate it with something here. I could go on and on.
0: No, no, this is great. <laughs> yeah, often I think that this is exactly what people are looking for is somebody... Mm-hmm who's knowledgeable, who can more sure. or less hold their hand and show them. Oh, yeah.
1: Them. And when people come into the store, I, I do that. I ask them what they're looking for. Sometimes they're looking for something specific and we just don't happen to have a copy. You know, a lot of people come in and they want it. Um, you know, go to cookbook. Great Israeli chef, um, sort of newish, newish age cooking. Mm-hmm. Which is really good, um, but they sell like hotcakes. Um, same with Joanne Chang's flower. She's a yeah, she has a a bunch of bakeries in in Boston, and people right. love Joanne Chang's works. So,
0: well, terrific. This has been great.
1: Well, thank you.
0: It's very entertaining been and, and and informative <laughs> at the same time. So I, I really appreciate uh, you Of doing this. Thanks a lot.
1: Of course. Oh, thank you. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice meeting you too. All right. Well, that was my interview with Melissa Vaughn, who's a cookbook enthusiast, and uh, and she really is knowledgeable when it comes to cookbooks. And if you're ever in Cambridge, you uh, should stop by the Bryn Mawr bookstore and, uh, and uh, get some advice on cookbooks and cooking from her. Until next time, this is Foodie Time with Jay Fiddick.